Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello and welcome back to episode 23 of the podcast. Thank you for listening along if you have been. Today's episode is another positive birth stories. We cannot ever listen to enough positive birth stories. We all need more of them in our lives. And I wish we had all grown up hearing many, many more positive birth stories. So let's, you know, start here and start spreading the positivity far and wide. I'm actually going to start including more positive birth stories on the podcast. I have a few, but I think I need to do some more. Today's guest is Danielle and Danielle is a listener of the podcast or she was a listener. She's had her baby now, but she listened avidly throughout her pregnancy and she fully invested in hypnobirthing, was doing all of the practice, reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts and she went on to have a really, really positive birth experience with her gorgeous baby girl Frankie um, who was born earlier this year and Danielle has kindly agreed to share her story with all of you so that hopefully it will inspire you and it will just be a lovely positive birth story to listen to while you are pregnant. So here is Danielle. So hello Danielle thank you so much and welcome to the podcast. Hi how are you doing? I'm good thank you how are you? Yeah good thank you really well. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I um, I just was saying to you before we started recording, but it's so important to have positive birth stories out there for people to listen to. And I've got a few on the podcast, but I think it's something I want to try and do more of because it's really important, I think, for people to be able to hit a range of stories as well, not just like the kind of typical hypnobirth, but definitely a range. So it's great to have you on as somebody who listened, um, you know, during your pregnancy and, you know, you went on to have a really great experience. So thank you for coming on and sharing. That's all right. I'm really looking forward to sharing my experience. I think it's so important to really get out there the message that birth isn't what people think it is. And I definitely learned this by listening to your podcast. So it definitely did help. It's definitely worth listening to. Thank you so much. (laughs) So what was it that got you interested in hypnobirthing in the first place? So my best friend, um, she had a baby eight months prior to myself. And it's something we've always dreamed of, joking at college, saying, let's have a baby together. (laughs) Sometimes it happens, doesn't it? (laughs) It does. Honestly, you couldn't have written it better. And she basically handed me over this book. She didn't really read much into it, but I did. As soon as I had this book on hypnobirthing, I um, got really intrigued to how it all works and the different positivity stories that people provide. And, And she gave me this book and I read it. And then I listened, I thought, actually, this is really interesting. So I then ventured out and researched different podcasts and I, and I came across yours. <laughs> and because it's so relaxed and so chatty, it sort of made me feel at ease. So I then listened further into it. And then I was religious to it after that on my way to work in the car. And yeah, and then I was so keen to pursue it and, and go ahead with, with doing the hypnobirthing. I have so many people that say like they listen to it, yeah, like on their commute or um, in bed and things like that. And I suppose... Because, you know, when it's yourself, you find it so funny that people listen to you. But of course, like I listen to tons of other people on podcasts (laughs) as well. So I completely understand it. But I always, um, people say my voice is quite relaxing. And I think people that know me would find that really quite funny. But um, that's good. good. good It really is. Honestly, definitely. I agree with that. It's just, it's just like a genuine chat. And that's what, that's how it is. If something's too formal, it makes you feel it's not realistic. Whereas just shows 
anybody can do it really. Absolutely. So you went on and you did a course and you carried on listening to the podcast. And did you, from doing, you know, a course and learning more about hypnobirthing, did it change the way you viewed birth kind of to how you had perhaps grown up believing birth to be? Absolutely. So I'm not a fan of hospitals. So for myself, a home birth was always on the cards. I always wanted to pursue one. But then the hypnobirthing um, definitely encouraged that. You do have this perception of of birth. You see it on the movies and everything, as you say in the in your podcast. It is not like that at all. And um, also with with the lockdown, and my mum didn't really experience much of my my pregnancy, unfortunately. So I wanted her to be there also for oh, her. Oh yeah, oh, that's thing. nice. Yeah. So um, it definitely did. It, it it made me realise it's not as scary as what it seems. Your body is is supposed to to produce this baby. So. Yeah. It definitely helped reading the book and hearing all the podcasts and different stories definitely convinced me to do so. I think we always like, we have so much faith in our body during our pregnancy. You know, it's just a given that like your body's going to grow your baby fine for nine months and we we trust that process. But for some reason, when it comes to actually getting the baby out, we kind of doubt that our body can do it. But of course, it's not going to let you down at no. that moment. It's, you know, it's built to also get the baby out as well as keep it in and and grow it for nine months so I think it's just undoing like all of this negativity that we you know we've heard kind of growing up really about birth it's a lot of it's just to do with undoing it all and and kind of resetting our brains to be more positive and realize that it's just a completely normal physiological event that happens I know although it's every day thousands of people give birth every day because it's personal to you you just think oh my gosh this has never happened before but it happens all the time and that's one thing I was really worried about going into hospital at first although it's not always a negative thing but you just think this is going to happen and and your body's not meant to do this but it really is and it just makes you feel at more ease of everything yeah definitely so tell us your birth story then Okie dokie. So, as I say, I pursued with the hypnobirthing and told my midwife that I wanted to have a home birth and did all the research, the listening, the reading. And then Frankie, my baby, was due on the 1st of April and she was born on her birthday, which is really exciting on her ah. due date. Yeah, so that's a story to tell. Um, yeah. And yeah, so the 31st of March, my partner and I went for a really, really long walk, Alfie and I. And we were like, let's walk this baby out. We were so excited. And I felt some I don't know the politest way to put this but I felt like leaking coming from from um, down there and I was like oh that doesn't that doesn't feel like what I think it is so anyway luckily that day my uh, midwife was coming for um, an appointment with myself anyway because the due date was the next day and um, she had this like a dipstick thing so I had to do a urine sample and basically confirmed it was amniotic fluids oh okay yeah she looked at me and she's like she's coming and I was like oh my god I'm so like prepared but not prepared for this and um, she said because it was out of the hours that I had to give birth due to the the um fluids leaking from yes. the uterus she said that you have to give birth in a certain amount of time yeah. so at this point I was absolutely more determined than ever to get this baby out I was like absolutely even good so we ordered a curry my partner and I but then I did the stupid thing by ordering one that wasn't spicy but I just had in my mind it would help. She was coming anyway. She was coming anyway. It wouldn't have done much. Yeah. So um, that evening, um, I felt sensations down there, no pain or nothing. 
And then I think it was about nine o'clock at night, we went to bed. I thought, right, let's just settle, let nature do its thing. And then at one o'clock in the morning, I was awoken by uh, a sensation down below. And I thought, oh, okay, this, this, this is not what I felt before. So I then further um, woke up. I didn't ra- wake my partner at this time. So I thought, don't, I don't want to start. I want to start making a big drama out of everything. Yeah. So I just thought I'd let my body do naturally what it's supposed to be doing. Within an hour, I thought, right, I've got to wake him now. This, this is it. So, um, because they had booked me to be induced at nine o'clock the next morning. And I thought, no, this is, I, that's my, my worst nightmare. Although for some people it might be what they want. But for me, I just did not want that. Yeah. So we rung the midwife about three or four hours later saying that she's, um, we're going into labor. The surges are happening. And then I think it was by about two, we rung the midwife and said, please, can you come? She's like, I can come, but there's not much I can do. You need to be in established labour before we can do anything. But she came, bless her, and she checked my blood pressure and everything was so calm. It was like good lighting in the living room. And my mum was there at this point, so she was getting all excited. And it was just really positive atmosphere. Then the surges really kicked in. But I managed to keep with the breathing. And Did she stay, the midwife? She did for a little while. And then she said, I can't do anything until um, the established labour starts. Then she went home and she said... I'll be back at half eight in the morning before you go to hospital. She was determined I was going to hospital. I was like, no, this is not happening. <laughs> so then it got to about, I think about seven. And by this point, I was like, the surges were there. And I was like, you need to call the midwife. Like, you know, when you just trash your you body. You just know. I know. I try to explain this to people so yeah. often that you just, and it's really difficult to explain other than you just know something's different. Something's changed. It's, it's just It's different. really bizarre. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, I just felt my body something is different so then um my partner literally he was laughing we laugh about it now but he held the phone up to me screaming and said you need to come now this is happening so she's like oh okay yes I'll come around so she came around a bit earlier than anticipated she was downstairs booking me in for a potential um, induction again and then um my mum was up holding my hand encouraging me to do the breathing and then all of a sudden we heard the bursting of my waters okay literally it was like a popping sound but it was so unexpected that it just felt natural and it really just sort of happened so quickly so then she was shouting down to my midwife Carol come 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 she come up the stairs and she's like oh I wasn't expecting that either and then she did um a sweep and found out I was three centimeters dilated okay she said I'm really sorry to to tell you this but you're not going to give birth for another seven eight hours we need to get you to hospital for pain relief and I was like no 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 I've trained for this I was like no this is happening no this has got to this really I mean this this is annoying to hear from like just from my perspective because how could she ever know how could she put a time on it like that that you're going to be seven Seven to eight eight hours and you will need pain relief very frustrating because you and you knew no like I don't need that but someone's telling you that you do and it's you know thank goodness that you had done your hypnobirthing and you knew you know, you knew your body because yeah. so many people would have gone, oh, okay then. And would have followed with what she was saying because she's a caregiver. Like she, of course she's going to know. Exactly. They don't know. They just do it on what they expect. And yeah. um, as I say, my, my partner was so encouraging. My mama, they were really good. Um, Alfie kept saying to me, you, you wanted this so bad, please pursue this. And I was like, absolutely. Amazing. And, yeah. And as I say, when my waters burst and she come up and did another sweep and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't believe this. We need to get you downstairs. I think she's on her way. Anyway, she then measured again. I was nine centimeters within an hour from the breathing. And and then she goes to me, I'm glad you stayed because you would have given birth in an ambulance. And that is, although it's not 
bad. It just for me, it would have really ruined yeah. my experience. You don't really want nobody wants to give birth in an ambulance. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, oh gosh. So I'm so glad I listened to my partner so and myself. So you went from what, like maybe three or four centimeters to nine centimeters in an hour. Yeah, and I'm absolutely convinced that was the breathing, as you say, like taking all that oxygen to mm-hmm. your uterus, letting it do it do its thing yeah and then it worked I'm absolutely convinced that was the case yeah and then within the hour went downstairs and they like I was on the sofa and they were running around putting biohazard bags everywhere she was running around like trying to get all her stuff out quickly (laughs) she wasn't she wasn't planned she wasn't yeah prepared she didn't expect it but I thought no my body's doing what it should be and then as I say at um, 10 25 she she was here oh my goodness it's amazing yeah Yeah, it was really positive but I I just absolutely convinced as I say it was it was the breathing and the positive vibes around as well and and yeah and as you say every surge is like a step closer to your baby and I I swear by it and you were in your own environment and I think probably once your waters go as well it sometimes goes a bit quicker because you've got more pressure but isn't it funny though that she you know somebody who has seen probably a lot of births her opinion on it was that it was going to take you know seven or eight hours which for you know for some people that may well be the case but it took an hour so how can how can they make that judgment it just that's the thing that I think one of the reasons why it's so important to get clued up and stuff like this because otherwise you don't know any different and you obviously knew to listen to your body and that you would be okay at home and even if it did take seven or eight hours there's no reason why you couldn't have been at home for that so you listen to yourself and that was the right choice for you and then you went on and gave birth not long after anyway like there were no complications at all no complications that's why I thought no I've really got to go through with this because I would yeah. kick myself after if I didn't because yeah. I knew I'd done so much research and so much listening yeah um, as I say beforehand I was petrified of birth as soon as I found out I was pregnant I was like how am I going to to cope with this I don't like yeah, blood yeah. I don't like anything like that so for me it was just like a horror story so yeah. then listening to your podcast really changed my perspective and I, ca- I can't emphasize that more yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just so, you know, it changes people's perspective on birth. Hypnobirthing in general just changes how you view it and how, you know, you see people's confidence really just rise once they learn how to do it and they learn the techniques involved and the kind of psychology and physiology of birth. It just all makes so much sense. And people feel much, genuinely feel much more confident in their body and in their ability as well. So what, if any tips would you give to people listening to your story who are pregnant and who are going to be giving birth at some point soon is are there any tips that you would give to them I would definitely give the advice listen to your body that is the main thing that came from my experience I listened to my body and I think that's so important because you it's so easy to listen to a professional because you think or they do know what they're talking about of course they're, they're experienced but you know your body better than anybody. And I can't emphasize how that really helped me because I listened to mine. I've got the birth experience that I wanted yeah. rather than giving birth in an ambulance. So definitely listen to your body. And just in regards to the fact that it's supposed to be doing that, that feeling is supposed to be there. So don't don't try and think it's doing something it shouldn't be. So then I think relax more. Often first time it's, you know, when it's your first time, you don't know what to expect. You don't, you know, never given birth before. 
So it's, you know, it's quite understandable that people feel a bit like, oh, what's that? What, you know, is this normal? But I suppose you just have to trust in the process. Like you do kind of any other thing that your body does, like breathing. <laughs> you just, you know, exactly, yeah. you trust that you're going to breathe okay and that you're going to blink and all of these things that we do just naturally. And one of the other things that you said was obviously about their, you know, midwives are obviously professionals and they know what they're talking about. So they they should be listened to, but so many people don't also listen to themselves. And I say it a lot as well to people that they are definitely experts. You know, your midwife is an expert. Absolutely. Yeah. But so are you. And nobody knows your body and your baby more than you do because you are with you all the time and you're with your baby all the time. So as much as they are experts and we should definitely take into account what they're saying, ultimately it's up to you because it's your body and instinct is, you know, so important. It's like nine times out of 10 instinct is right. So it's very important to listen to yourself. And if, you know, she's telling you that you need to go into hospital and have pain relief, your instinct was telling you, no, like that doesn't feel right for me. I don't want to do that. And that was absolutely right. And it's yeah. so important to listen to that and to honor that. Exactly. Agreed. I completely, completely agree with you. And I just think, don't get me wrong. It wasn't a breeze. There was the pain is, yes. is something else, but it's a pain you forget. So that's something I yeah. want to say as well. Well, you do forget the pain and um, nearer to the end of um, when, when she, when I did deliver her and give birth to her, sorry, she, I did have gas and air. There was a little bit of gas in there, just for, just take that little bit of the edge. But yeah. other than that, um, yeah, just listen to your body. It's doing what it's supposed to be. So it was a pretty quick labour as well, then, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I think I think as I say, the the morning prior at nine o'clock. That's when really it started to kick start. But the surges didn't start till like early hours of the morning. Yeah. And, um, yeah. The since when my waters burst, that was when like the baby was like, Frankie was like, I'm coming out now. I'm done. Yeah. I'm ready to come out. So but I did go to hospital after um, in case of infection because it was out of the 12 hour um, mark. Oh, okay. I see. The waters do leak. So um, yeah, but that was just it's out fun. of curiosity just to yeah. double check. But everything was good. Also, I mean, there's something to be said for shorter labours. Definitely. I've, I've had both. I've had a long labour and then I've had a shorter labour like yours. And um, you know, I would probably pick a shorter labor over a longer one just because of pure exhaustion. But a shorter labor is much more intense, um, oh. you know, because oh. your, your body's still doing the exact same thing it needs to do, but in a much shorter space of time. So it's a lot more intense, but much better because it's shorter. It's really difficult to kind of say which one I suppose I would pick, but I would probably pick a shorter one. Um, yeah. But, you know, just it, just if someone's um, labour's long, it's not as intense for as long. So it's kind of manageable in a different way because mm-hmm. it's kind of over a longer amount of time. So it's kind of more manageable in terms of how much um, intensity you're feeling. Is there anything you would change about your birth with Frankie? Um, there's no perfect birth. So I don't want to sit here and say it was a fairy tale and it was magical. <laughs> well, it was magical, but um nothing really stands out. Maybe potentially um I see I don't know. I can't I can't personally, but then again, I think it all relates back to your podcast and, and the research and the book that I read. I, I I think that I'd done so much of it that everything went as as I would like it to. Yeah. And um, you were in control of your, yeah. your decisions that you were making. 
Definitely. Yeah, I don't think anything stands out. Maybe that I wish I'd picked a better pair of pajamas. <laughs> I wish I'd got a nice Primark pair of pajamas because I was in this horrible manky top that I was wearing. That's a good that's a good thing that you would change. Yeah. During the surges, I definitely didn't have that mindset. And especially when you do deliver and especially deliver the placenta, that went all um, smoothly as well. Nice. So it gets to that point when you just don't care. Yeah. Prior to that, you're a bit like, okay, right, she's coming. Uh, what do I wear? What do I do? And you do not panic, but you do think, okay, yeah. you overthink everything. And then when the surges happen, you're just, you're so focused on that breathing. It's, 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 I can't emphasize that. It's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. The breathing is so powerful. Definitely. It is. Honestly, I didn't, I believed it, but until you actually yeah. experience that, you can understand it. You can't put it into words. It's weird. So would you recommend hypnobirthing? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm all over to all my friends because there's a baby boom at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. So everybody, I'm just like um, where I used to previously work um, with an airline. A lot of them have now um, fallen pregnant and done um, different announcements on their um, social medias. And I'm like, hypnobirthing hypnobirthing yeah. and everyone asks me questions and and it's really nice because I want to use my story to really help other people because I don't want people to sort of just assume what I assumed and then go with a birth that doesn't always go the way they want to I want them to make it as easy as possible for them so a lot of people are trying it a lot of people have um, downloaded your podcast as well which is amazing oh, nice. I really want them to, to to understand and felt what I felt basically I think when you and a lot of people that I speak to as well, similar to you, who have a really positive experience, they it almost feels like a bit of a calling where you feel like you have to share this with people because surely everybody should know this. Everybody should be lucky enough to experience a positive birth. And a positive birth doesn't have to look like your birth, which, you know, was a lovely home birth. You know, it can look, you know, it can be in hospital, it can have induction, all of these things. But it's just about experiencing it positively and people really do even if they have some interventions if they've done hypnobirthing a lot of the time their experience is very positive and they feel very calm and at peace with the decisions they've made and it's all about that you know you feel like you need to share this with people and I I remember when I did it as well as a pregnant person um, and I'd I'd had my my first daughter I was the same and I was telling anyone that I knew that was pregnant and some people aren't always ready to receive the message some people kind of think, oh, that sounds nice, but, you know, I'm not sure that would work for me or something like that. Some people aren't always ready for it. And then maybe second time they might be. But it's, yeah, it's an important message to share and definitely positive birth stories. We don't hear enough of them. And I think sometimes that's because if you have a positive birth story, you worry a bit that people will think, oh, well, you were just lucky or, you know, like you said it wasn't a walk in the park it's still not like the easiest thing you're ever going to do even if it's a nice story it's still hard but I think you sort of don't want to share it too much because you don't want people to think well you were just one of the lucky ones it isn't about that really is it so you know we need to share as many positive stories as we can. Even um, in the office I worked to prior giving birth, the ladies there, they would, they're of an age now, they would never consider children again. No. But even they, I was going in telling them the facts from your podcast and, and in regards to how breathing helps with the muscles of your uterus and um, the blood travel and um, traveling yeah. oxygen to your uterus and telling them all these facts. And that even they were like really surprised by it and wish that they had known about this when they were having children because it's so true like it's fascinating yeah my mum says the same she says I wish I had known you know I mean like it was kind of around 
then but it was more like a um you'd be like hypnotized like you know they they didn't see it as like <laughs> the same way we see it now they it was yeah very kind of probably very wacky um back then but she often says it to me when I talk about it and she says I wish I had known because her experiences were not particularly positive so it is a shame but thank you so much for sharing your story what a lovely story and Frankie is gorgeous I've been uh, following your photos and yeah I hope you're settling into motherhood and feeling good and yeah she's she's a lovely little girl so she's very lucky to have such a nice calm birth yeah bless thank you so much for having me that's okay and thank you for changing my experience you really did oh bless you thank you no (laughs) I mean yeah I all I can do is give give the facts you know it's it's up to everybody to kind of yeah take them on board and really invest in them which you obviously did which is brilliant so um yeah so thank you again bye Big, big thank you to Danielle for coming and sharing her story with me. It was really lovely to hear such a positive birth story, particularly for a first birth as well. It sounds like all of her hard work really, really paid off and she has a lovely birth story that she can be very, very proud of. The next episode of the podcast is actually going to be the first birthday episode. I can't believe the podcast is going to be one year old in a couple of weeks. It's crazy. I can't believe I've been doing it for a year. So I'm planning a really special episode and I'm also going to be doing a bit of a giveaway as well. So keep your ears peeled. Is that a saying? I'm not sure. I think it's eyes. Keep your ears to the ground. And also come over and check out my Instagram page, which is at the underscore nurture underscore nest, because I'm going to be running uh, the competition on there as well. But I will tell you more about that in the next episode, which, as I said, will be a very special one. So until then, goodbye.